rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what's happening? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And I emphasize the democracy aspect right now because we're hanging by a thread. All right, you guys know we meet here every Saturday evening and... uh, I don't know, I used to say from 6 p.m., but now the time is up in the air, so we'll keep it around. We'll keep it at this time for now. At 8 p.m. Eastern, and if you're on any other channel, come to youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tarabuster and hang out in the chat room and join the conversation. There are other people filling into the chat room right now, and um, yay, you gotta, gotta go over there and meet them. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, of course, all the places where you can get your podcast. Please give the show a good review on iTunes because that will help keep us. Uh, well, it, it does help in the algorithm, it helps get the podcast up there, and it will start suggesting this show for others who perhaps are looking for liberal talk shows. So it'll pop up in the queue. So that'll help. Do that now. Go to go to the goddamn uh, <laughs> Apple. I don't know. I should put the I should put a link in there. A, a good review on iTunes. I don't, I'm not making it easy on you though, right? And what else? Uh, we're on. Um, well, obviously, we're on Progressive Voices. This show is on Progressive Voices tomorrow. At, well, if you're listening to it. On Progressive Voices, we record on Saturday evenings, so, okay, join us. And SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Verdant Square Radio, another independent liberal radio station, and FYI Nation, which is um, completely listener-supported, so become a subscriber. I know, there's a lot of instructions. And I'm also on rockfin.com, so you can join for free and get some free content, but you can also um, access premium content with a subscription. And this show is bundled with uh, a bunch of other liberal shows. So that that's nice, ain't it? Look at me now, Mama. You thought I was, uh, you said I wouldn't be anything. No, that's not true. She didn't say that. To my face. Um, so... Let's talk about, so yeah, we're talking about democracy and I'm thinking, I was thinking more about what's happening with the Supreme Court, of course, and well, that's the Supreme Court, the issues with the Supreme Court, that's a symptom of the fact that this um, democratic republic, so-called, that is hanging by a thread, is under assault from the inside by one of the two major political parties and how the, the symptoms or the evidence of that is the that we have a Supreme Court, which is absolutely and completely illegitimate. And the way that they uh, presented or d- d- denied taking this case, uh, letting it stand, letting this Texas, this clearly unconstitutional ban on abortion stand in Texas. And in such an overtly disgusting way 
to turn American citizens into vigilantes and bounty hunters against other America. I mean, it's so disgusting. It is the goddamn Handmaid's Tale, and that's what we're up against. And the Supreme Court, who released this... No, they didn't even sign the paper to, to describing what the hell they did uh, because they don't feel the need to explain themselves to us because we don't count. It doesn't matter that we are the majority and that they don't have a mandate. It doesn't matter that they re represent fewer people and receive fewer votes and that their policies are supported by less people. That doesn't matter to them. And as, cause as, as I've been saying all along, Republicans hate democracy. You know why? It takes too much work. And they're, they're fanatics, and they can't get their way, so they want to inflict it on us. And that's what they're doing. And releasing a, a one-page paper that they didn't even sign is, is uh, emblematic of that because they don't give a shit. They, they, they feel like, wow, well, you know what? You're lucky you got the paper, bitch, because we're coming for you. We're a bunch of religious kooks. We will, our giant sky spook takes precedence over your constitution. The constitution is just a goddamn piece of paper, remember? That's what the Republicans have thought of the Constitution the entire time. That's why they have to fix the facts around the policy until they can get rid of the policy once and for all. Because it's too much work. They know that they are a minority party. That they are a minority ideology. And they don't want to change that. But they want us to change to them. And, you know, they, they have all the... They, they have the freedom not to have an abortion if they don't want one, right? If they don't believe in one. But they don't have the, uh, the legal right. I don't care how much they fix the facts around the policy, but that's, they don't have the legal right to take away others, other people's constitutional rights. And that's what they're doing by writing these very clever, um, disgusting and disingenuous laws... Uh, to get around, to to manipulate the uh, the the outcome that they want, just because they, for example, in the in the Texas law, to turn citizens into vigilantes instead of um, um, requiring the state to go uh, and enforce this law, they they feel I guess that's a clever workaround against our our rights to have privacy over our own damn bodies and lives. And these Republicans, they're not pro-life. Enough is enough with this uh, buying into their propaganda. Because that's what it is. It's not propaganda. It's nothing but goddamn religious fanaticism and hypocrisy. Joined at the hip, and that's the Republican goddamn party. They are an anti-democratic death cult, and we're up against it. They're not kidding around, and they will not stop until they 
have undone or uh, got rid of the Constitution once and for all. Because that's what they're doing. This is an effective nullification of the Constitution. So basically what they're saying is that if you can come up with some clever way to fix the facts around the policy, any constitutional right is eh, nullified that they don't like. Well, well, you know what I say? Let's get, let's go for their Second Amendment. They're fucking precious goddamn penis extenders, right? They're penis substitutes. Let's go for that. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm over it right now. I'm over it. And you know what else is making me over? I mean, I'm kind of jumping around at this point, but... I'm thinking of Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema and all of the mealy mouth MFers who stand in the way of the progress that we have to take in order to have a functioning civilization, to have a, an, an, an inhabitable planet and a functioning democracy that works for all. I mean, God damn it. He's at it again. He, who made Joe effin' Manchin the king? I want to know. He, has he ever won a national election? I don't think so. Since I'm on it right now, let's, let's just dive in with that. Because I was just going to start talking about the Supreme Court. And before I go, oh, God, I forgot. Let me say hello to a new patron. Who d- who actually replaced somebody who deleted their patronage? I guess. I don't know why they do it. Why? I hope it's because they don't like me, and not because they're in some kind of financial trouble. But anyway, I hope they still listen. Tonight's patron, where is? Tonight, tonight. Isn't that a song? Yes. Tonight, tonight. All right. That's from West Side Story. I blah, 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 blah. How does that go? Tonight, tonight. (laughs) People are like, what is this shit? Turn this shit off. Oh, wait. Here comes the cat. Don't turn away yet. We got cats. Come on. There we go. Here you go. You could stay if you just sit here. All right, honey. Do not hit the keyboard. Boom, boom. See, because I need those music cues. Don't hit the keyboard, kid. We'll be right back with a new patron announcement. My God. All right. This is Tara Devlin. Unapologetic liberal talk. And tonight. Oh, look at this cat, though. Hello. Wait, let me take the lower third off so you can see the cat the cat otherwise known as Tara Jr. Jr. the wonder cat right look at him look at him look at this cat okay you looked okay good thanks um tonight's show is sponsored by Colin K Exactly. Thank you, Colin, for becoming a patron, for taking the leap, for going to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to support the liberal media and help keep us going and growing and also save democracy. I don't know. 
I think it's a good investment. Thank you so much for keeping us going. And that's what we're up against. I'm not kidding, guys. I've, I don't know. Maybe you disagree. You could tell me. Go to join the Discord community and tell us, you know, tell me how you feel. Am I wrong? Uh, is, ha- is there another way that, to fix this country? We talked about how we're going to fix this country. One of the, what we need to do, uh, I mean, what is vital to fix it is we have to own the message. So that's why I'm here doing what we do. And uh, maybe you maybe you have a different opinion because I am of the opinion that this is what's going to not this show in particular, but let's say a bunch of shows who um, I mean, I wish it was this show in particular, but it's really about the message. Ultimately, getting it across the public consciousness. That's all because we're talking about common sense and democracy, and how to, I mean, which is common sense, and how we actually cultivate a civilization founded or structured around those democratic ideals. And it takes, uh, it's not a coincidence. It's sort of like um, if you're, let's say, training for a marathon or something, right? You you make plans. Okay, I'm going to run this marathon. Not that I have ever run a marathon. I've never, but I've, Maybe, I don't know, I know some people who ran a marathon, but, but I just, you know how it is. You you have to eat right, exercise. There are certain ingredients to, to uh, of making your stamina, uh, making, you know, making your yourself, building up your stamina so you can run uh, long distances. Same thing with democracy it requires that kind of dedication and work and then certain ingredients it's everything and it's the same for everybody so it, when we start playing jenga with the pillars of democracy you start pulling this piece out and this vital thing that we need to keep going out you, you start pulling out the pieces eventually it's going to fall over and this ha- didn't happen overnight with the Supreme Court. I'm of the opinion that ha- it happened. I mean, well, we know money and politics is the root of all evil. But the fact that they were able to pack the Supreme Court is partly the Democratic Party's fault for not fighting. You know, I mean... Does anybody remember Barack Obama getting um, bringing the case to the American people about the Republican obstruction of Merrick Garland's nomination? I don't remember it either. I don't even remember him saying anything. I'm not sure that maybe he did, but I don't really remember Barack Obama getting doing anything about it. Except just going walking around like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. To me, what do you think would happen if the shoe was on the other foot? Of course, the it would not be on the other foot because the Democrats don't play like that. They don't play for keeps. Well, the Republicans play for keeps because they're not working within the foundations or the or the fundamentals of democracy at all. They don't want a democracy, so they're. They're really um, kind of 
well, not kind of. They are like wolves in sheep's clothing or foxes in the hen house, pretending to be uh, on the side of democracy while they, while they uh, whittle it apart. But like I was saying with Joe Manchin, and let me just, I don't know, did you see this shit? Joe Manchin, oh, don't even tell me. He, he wrote an op-ed because you know, we're on the verge of passing, or at least uh, that's what I keep hearing, this infrastructure package. Of, we need it. We need to update the infrastructure. We need to prepare and invest in an economy of the future and a world of the future. You know, we're not staying stuck in the 19th century. But that's what it seems that's what Joe Manchin thinks is the best course for the American people. And it's really pissing me off. Where is Joe Manchin? Oh, here we go. Here's here's the it's from the Wall Street Journal. So he writes in this uh right wing this you know filthy disgusting right wing rag wait a minute look at the cat just look at the cat oh you can't see the cat hey that's what you should when i'm trying to get <laughs> my articles up you just look at the cat all right um and it helps see okay joe manchin writes why I won't support spending another $3.5 trillion. Like, fuck you. I know I'm cursing right out of the gate, but why I won't support another... It's not a... You're not spending when you're investing in infrastructure. It's not just spending. It's like, he thinks like we're just like, we're at the club, you know? You find me in the club, boom, you know, we're, uh, we're buying lap dances at the club. That's the way it is. That's not how it is when you're investing in infrastructure. You're building the foundations for a successful civilization. I don't know. It certainly feels like these right-wingers don't give a shit about that. It's fascinating, though, isn't it? The nation. This is what he writes. The nation faces an unprecedented array of challenges. This is Joe Manchin, guys. And will inevitably encounter additional crises crises in the future. Yet some in Congress have a strange belief. There is an infinite supply of money to deal with any current or future crisis. Hey, bitch, it's called taxes, okay? We certainly have enough to funnel into the arms of people who will never spend it in 50 freaking lifetimes or endless wars, right? And... It's not like it's an it's uh, a, a limited supply, unless all of the unless uh, all of a sudden we're all going to drop dead. But the fact is, we keep paying our taxes. People are paying taxes, so it's not it's not like um, you know you're just spending and you're you got nothing left. Jesus Christ, I hate them. My name is Tara Devlin. I don't know. 
not in a good mood. I look very red today. Oh, well. I, I'm Irish. What can you say? Okay, so he writes, this is Joe Manchin, and in the Wall Street Journal opinion, saying, he says, yet some in Congress have a same strange belief there is an infinite supply of money to deal with any or any current or future crisis. Uh, okay, again, has this fucker been alive for the past week? That's all you needed to be alive the past week to see the need to uh, to spend on um, shit that's coming down the pike, like climate change. It's not coming down the pike; it's here. So he, this basic B, would rather spend money, I suppose, after the fact, you know, cleaning people up. Maybe he'll he'll spend money to bury people, because that's what's happening. There's always enough money for what they want, right? But what all the stuff that we actually need, then they get religion. About spending? Fuck you. I'm so over it. Spending. Spend. Remember, tax and spend. Well, what the fuck else are you supposed to do? When you're trying to run a civil... Are you supposed to not spend? But we're in this boat because we haven't spent, and all of the money went into the arms of the rich, and that's why we have the widest income gap of all the effing Western democracies. I mean, enough for everyone's greed, but not for everyone's need, right? Some in Congress believe we have an infinite supply of money. Shut up. Your, 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 your daughter thinks that too, right? She, her, your daughter seems to think that we, the people, have an infinite supply of money to pay for her jacked-up medication costs that she jacks up to line our own damn pockets because she's such a patriot after all. So she, and then Joe Manchin writes, and, and that spending trillions upon trillions and will have no negative consequences in the future. I disagree. Fuck you. Okay. You disagree. Okay, let's see here. An overheating economy has imposed a costly inflation tax on every middle and working class American. Oh, aren't you a humanitarian? And, you know, that's, that's just another canard. It's bullshit. And... He's trying to position his bullshit um, fissured hemorrhoid stance as some kind of uh, giveaway. or It's just because he's altruistic towards the struggling working class. You see, that's it. It's not that he, he, could, he wants you to drive. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to drive on uh, bridges that are crumbling or be the, our infrastructure, infrastructure continue to be the embarrassment of the developed world. No, it's just because he doesn't want you to pay an extra 50 cents on a hamburger or something, something inflation related, or um, a little bit more money on groceries. But what, rather than pay living wages that keep up with inflation, 
You see, this is the same argument we got from the 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 fascists and the capitalists when uh, talking about Walmart. Well, we can't. We we have to outsource all our our jobs to low wage wage slave nations because you might end up having to spend another twenty five cents on a piece of crap that you don't need. And you can't afford it because you're not making. I mean, because well, you know the middle. I mean, the uh, minimum wage is it's barely. It's not. It's still seven twenty-five an hour, the federal minimum wage. So how are you gonna afford it? You can't afford it, and they will never pay you more, honey. Even though they're doing fucking great. Okay, I gotta stop cursing. I do. Look at this. My, I'm very. I need a I need something very red today. But see the you guys know that the um the rich are doing fabulously in this pandemic. They are reaping record profits and these billionaire sociopaths are flying around space to jack each other off. And we're supposed to think that they, they, they don't have enough to maybe raise your salary to keep up with inflation, if that's the goddamn problem. So while the Chinese fly around on bullet trains, we got the fissured hemorrhoid on progress, Joe Manchin, telling us it's an investment we just cannot afford. Keeping up with with time father time right oh my god an overheating uh, an overheating economy has imposed a costly inflation tax this drives me insane at 28.7 trillion and growing the nation's debt has reached record levels over the past 18 months we spent more than 5 trillion responding to the coronavirus what do you expect now what do you want you bunch of lazy takers. You're in a pandemic now. You what? What do you 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 want us to uh, your government to actually work for you and ensure that you aren't hanging by the balls of your ass all the time? I mean, you don't. Are you are you a billionaire? Then it's a no go, Booby. I hate to tell you. Now, Democratic congressional leaders propose to pass the largest single spending bill in history. How many times have I heard this? It is the lot. Well, that well, especially during the past four years, the largest spending bill like nobody's ever seen. With no regard to rising inflation, crippling debt. Or the inevitability of future crises. Well, why don't we concentrate on the effing crisis, crises we have right now in the present? Fix the present. This is another argument that I keep hearing from disgusting people and also some others who aren't as disgusting. But they say, well, if we do this then the Republicans will do that in the future. So we just can't do that. We, ha- we must stay completely paralyzed and constipated to never, ever, ever 
do anything proactively because then in the future the republicans might come back and they might even do it even worse well you know what guess what they are gonna do it even worse whatever you do they already thought about it and they put the put a pin in it maybe until uh the right time they will bide their time and <laughs> and they will get their way uh, regardless of how anybody feels they will destroy democracy and what are we going to do about it in the meantime regardless of what they're going to do in the future yeah that's a given they're gonna fucking do something in the future and it's gonna suck and they they suck period they're horrible they they're waste of human dna they're the worst people ever they do not have the emotional maturity the intellectual capacity the moral standing the moral foundation to function in a free democratic society it's so goddamn clear they can't so yeah they're gonna pull their dirty tricks they've done that that's why we're here. And um, the inability for the Democrats, thanks to the likes of people like Joe, I am a fissured hemorrhoid on Progress Mansion, um, there, it's, it's, that's, that, this could basically, I mean, could you imagine that this country is, well, it's going to come to an end as we know it because of the likes of Joe Manchin. Because of somebody like him, a, 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 a very unimpressive person who is selfish, self-centered, out of touch, greedy, a filthy liar, somebody who likes to hang out on a boat with a bunch of lobbyists and tell them, hey, give my, my friend over here a job and he'll change his vote. That in itself shows us how far we we're how how much it's already over that's what i'm trying to say it's done that joe manchin can can be recorded telling billionaire or whatever his lobbyists or his uh big money benefactors on his private yacht telling them if you give some this guy my friend here a job another senator he might change his vote for you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, if that's not something that should get have consequences, I, I guess uh, I don't know what the hell is. Because now it does. It seems like it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't. Crimes don't matter. Open bribery doesn't matter. Being a sexual predator, being a goddamn pedophile, doesn't matter. In these, in for conservative, I mean, it's unbelievable, guys. I'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin. I want to thank all the everybody f for your support, and we have a nice chat room happening at YouTube.com/slash C for channel/slash Tarabuster. And thank you, JD, for your super chat. JD says hello, peeps or peps in the chat room. And hello, Tara. Well, hello, JD. And thank you, Jim, of course, for your super chat. As always, Jim puts the cover charge on the table. 
And again, thank for tonight's sponsor, Colin K, for becoming a patron. Thank you so much, guys. <sighs> Do you hear that? Sighing. Sighing is a sign of depression or something. Okay, instead of, here, here, this is Manchin's article again, his opinion. Fuck him, by the way, all right? Because we didn't elect him. We didn't, n nobody would send him to to be the, pre he, he wouldn't be able to win the president. Well, he might now with the Republicans rigging everything. And, uh, well, he's not a Republican, right, supposedly, and he's not a Democrat. What is he? Oh, he's, uh, he's effectively a Republican, but whatever. We know how we're, uh, it really is a, a tough position because of the slim majority we have, thanks to the right-wing Democrats who've turned the party of the people into, well, the, I don't know what. Just another wing of the uh, bird of prey of capitalism that swoops down and murders the American middle class. All right. Here, and he continues. So he's talking about how will America respond? Here, here. This is what he says. Those who believe such concerns are overstated should ask themselves... So, so this is Joe Manchin talking about what are we going to do in the future if we spend money now? What do we do? Because we don't have, it's not like it's, um, people are continuing to pay taxes. According to Joe Manchin, um, we have a finite amount of tax money in our kitty and we're spending it like mad in this pandemic and all this, we won't have enough, according to him even though it's complete and utter bullshit. Um, what do we do here? Where is it? Those who believe such concerns are overstated should ask themselves, what do we do if the pandemic gets worse under the next viral mutation? Oh my God, we won't have any money. What do we do if there is a financial crisis like the one that led to the Great Recession? You know what we'll do? We'll do, don't worry, Joe, you'll, you'll, be, you'll do fine. We'll do what we always did. We will funnel more money into the hands of the banksters. And everybody else can go um, fight over the crumbs. What if we face a terrorist attack or a major international conflict? How will America respond to such crises if we needlessly spend trillions of dollars today? Needlessly. Anybody think that we don't need to um, fit this country with the energy sources of the future? Anybody? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you think that staying on, a, um, on fossil fuel is a good bet for the future. Anybody? It, it is so unbelievably ridiculous. How stupid do they think we are? I guess are they well some of us are very stupid, yes. But Joe Manchin, come on. Talk about a lazy bastard too. This is just the same old Republican 
bullshit talking points whenever the American people get close to having their bought and paid for representatives actually do something for the American people. I know they, they always say we're doing it for the people, for the people, right? For the fucking people. Yeah, the people wanted you to shove Amy Coney Barrett onto the Supreme Court while uh, before Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's body was even cold. It wasn't even in the ground before these pricks shoved that bitch onto the Supreme Court. That, that handmaid. Oh, that's what she calls herself. Son of a bitch. I guess the cursing is it's over tonight. That's it. Instead of rushing to spend trillions on new government programs and additional stimulus funding, how dare you? Since you're just a worker. You're nobody. Go die. Will you just die and shut up? And then we could say, oh, oh applaud. America's workers, we care so much. It's so much better for you, worker, to be riding around on, uh, I don't know, old, uh, on old highways, on crumbling bridges, when uh, the Chinese are riding around on bullet trains. You don't want that. That's a Chinese thing. Bullet trains, updated infrastructure. You don't want that. That's a Chinese thing. That's a Chinese Communist Party thing. Funny how the Chinese Communist Party can, I don't know, uh, fund infrastructure. It's amazing. But the, Amer the, but the great American capitalists can. I, I'm not saying I like the communist, Chinese Communist Party. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just pointing out that, you know, just the utter hypocrisy... And also, it's not just the hypocrisy, it is the assault on, on us, on the American people, and the, the country, the, the promises in our uh, founding documents, and in just the promises in the Constitution, the protections of our Constitution, you know, the, all of, well, the Constitution that the Republicans are destroying. And they're doing it deliberately. We know that. Oh, my God. Where is it? Instead of rushing? This is the other thing. Rushing to spend trail. Who the fuck is rushing? This is well overdue. We're, we're not rushing, honey. We're, we're late. We're, be we're behind the eight ball here. We're, we have to catch up. Say a rush? This is like... It's like... What are you talking about? It's not like we're standing at a crossroads and, hmm, which is going to be the energy of the future? Will it be fossil fuels or will it be renewables? I don't know. It's more will be revealed. We really have to pull our punches here. We can't be sure what the energy of the future will be. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Instead of rushing. Can you believe that? Instead of rushing, <laughs> right? How many years have we been fighting? How many weeks has it been infrastructure week? And how many years have we been fighting for infrastructure? 
it's a it's an embarrassment i mean i remember saying let me see um yes i know you don't have to worry about infrastructure tower junior i remember seeing a meme of trains that's what i was looking for and it said it was a while ago and it had pictures of the different trains you know china france wherever else and then United States, and it was such an embarrassment. And what a difference. And it's just incredibly short-sighted and betrays the fact that we have a broken system. And it's broken. We, would, we wouldn't have to fight over this. Infrastructure, that's a given. We wouldn't be fighting over this if this were a functioning civilization. Because that's what you're supposed to do, Joe Manchin, you dumb bitch. Not ensure that your, your, that your greedy bitch daughter can uh, get whatever, siphon as much money as she can out of people who can't afford not to pay her. Otherwise, it's your money or your life. Let me see. Instead of rushing. Congress should hit a strategic pause on the budget reconciliation re legislation. Oh, brother. Here it is. The budget reconciliation. They, they really want to kill that. Which is the bulk of the bill. They want to do the absolute bare minimum that they can get away with at the Republicans, too, and the, the and this uh, fissured amroid Joe Manchin can get away with, and they can tout their, uh, like they did. They voted against even the so-called bipartisan infrastructure, and then they went to, back to their communities to boast about how much they've brought back to the communities. I mean, that's how much... The Republicans count on the stupidity of the American people and also the filthy, disgusting, dirty tricks of the Republican assault on voting. All right, this is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk. Thanks for hanging out and thanks for all your support. So, where is it? A pause is warranted. We're reading, for those just joining us, we're reading Joe Manchin's Wall Street Journal opinion that we, 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 we need to pause. And look, hey, hey, speed demon, don't go so fast. We've only been trying to get infrastructure revitalized for the last 50 fucking years, guy. Boo, boo, woo, woo, woo. Hold on, buds. You're moving too fast. This is America, you know, the greatest country on earth here. Everyone, we're the greatest country that has ever been born, ever done, ever known, ever flew a flag. These colors don't run. We're the best. Don't you know? These colors don't run. They don't. They can't. They can't afford it because uh, the pavement is all broken up. They might trip and fall and break their hip. That's why they don't run. Otherwise, they run like hell. 
<sighs> the greatest country in the name of Jesus Christ and all of his Latter-day Saints that have ever lived and born and everybody can just say, um, we, uh, let's do the, let's do the time warp again. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I have always, well, let's get back to mansion. A pause is warranted because you see, I need my emotional support cat. Oh, I'm sorry. Almost knocked them off the table. That wasn't very nice of me. Mwah. I know. All right. Instead of rushing, a pause is warranted because it will provide more clarity on the trajectory of the pandemic, FU, and it will allow us to determine whether inflation is transitory or not. Guys, well, you might have to pay another 50 cents for a loaf of bread. And how can we weigh that in the balance of scales of civilization? We can, what can we do? S extra 50 cents or uh, an entire revitalized infrastructure of the future an economy that um, I don't know it's not an economy that works for all but it's some there's some things in that in the um, reconciliation that we absolutely need they talk about human infrastructure of course well, to Republicans who, you know, the life, they love life uh, and they love babies. and But they don't want babies to live in a country that, I don't know, that has um, decent, uh, a country of the future. Because of the babies, right? They, you know, they need to live in a backwards ass hellscape. And... If you guys don't get, and I know you guys get, what am I talking about? That, oh, you guys, look at Afghanistan. You know, the Republican, that's, that's, that, they're, those Taliban, they are the kissing cousins of the American Taliban, these Christian fanatics that we have here. And they're sitting on the Supreme Court, these fanatics. That's what fanaticism is. They have, uh, they are ideolo ideologically wedded to their fanaticism, not the Constitution. Clearly. Because anybody, we're talking about the Supreme Court, could have seen, and anybody does see, see the, um, the unconstitutionality in what they do. But that doesn't matter. I mean, we, guys, we have to we are in very deep shit it is happening i'm not the only one saying it I, you guys have seen other media outlets corporate media saying they're saying it too when the corporate media is saying it you know we're we're in deep the republican party is a fundamentally it is now an anti-democratic party they are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. They, they're, they are. I'm, it's not hyperbole. Know them by their fruits. The Supreme Court is completely illegitimate. 
they have completely illegitimized i mean by extension they've com- they've illegitimized this government and you guys know i've been saying it i don't th- i mean i really don't think that this country is going to survive as a united states i do believe i mean i've been in, a, in many ways i'm not trying to like toot my own horn or whatever but i have been kind of ahead of the curve in a lot of ways for years saying that you know just pointing out the fundamental anti-democratic republican bent and now uh, i see the future here i've been saying this for a while how are we how will we ever find um or just i was going to say find common ground but how will we how, is it is it possible to have a government or a country where you know it's a secular government but then you have you have these religious nuts wiping their ass with the constitution so how these two th- these things cannot coexist it cannot live in the same house. So what do we do? Because we have these, we're, it's a secular government. The founders made it that way deliberately because they were not only students of the liberal age of enlightenment, but they lived in a world that were, <laughs> where the majority of Western civilization was ruled by a combination of the intergenerational aristocracy and the uh, and the church, so they knew they were well versed in in history, of course, but well versed in the in the danger of the merging of church and state. That's why they put a wall of separation between church and state, making a secular government. So any uh, anybody, you can believe in your sky spook. You can believe in the friggin' flying spaghetti monster, of course. But if you are a judge or a senator or somebody sitting on the goddamn Supreme Court, your your touchstone, your guidepost is the Constitution. But in this case, case well now the the supreme court the constitution is just a goddamn piece of paper it's it's an obstruction the constitution stands in the way of what they want to do to us regardless of what we think of it what we want about it and they're go and they're making it so we will have no recourse to do anything about it Clearly, elections, we keep saying, have consequences. Elections don't matter to Republicans, and they're fixing it. So it won't matter who votes. You try to vote them out. It's not, oh God, gonna, it, it won't matter. I just watched, actually, the first time I saw on corporate media, right before we, we went on air, I watched a segment. I was just, I had MSNBC on behind me as I was doing the show uh, or getting ready. And I was, what was this? You know, Al Sharpton's show was on. All right, Junior, I need my hand. 
God damn it. So he like sits on my hands. And uh, it was the first time I heard a, uh, a rundown or one of these corporate media hosts say um, that the Republican Party is not a party of life, that they really are the party of birth. And if they were truly a party of life, they would fund health care, education, all, and all of the things that they stand in, in the way of. I've, I was pleasantly surprised to hear this because unless I'm wrong, have, I don't know, have you heard have any I haven't heard this on uh, in any of the conversations on corporate media calling out the Republicans for being anti-life and uh, so which was good and then he he wrapped it up saying and what do we do about it so I my ears perked up because I was like okay I need an answer here too what do we do his solution was voting uh, yeah that is the solution he's a, so we have to organize we have to vote that's why the republicans are destroying voting and gerrymandering uh, this country into submission i mean hello my name is tara devlin thanks for hanging out as I was saying, um, so that that's what Al Sharpton was saying. It was oh, it's as almost like we are. It's another example of cognitive dissonance in a way, because um, he's. It's like we cannot. Um, it's like we can't face the truth that it is actually crumbling right before our very eyes, in spite of all of the hard work that we're doing and it is hard work you guys know it we've been out in the streets we've been on the ba- at the barricades you know getting arrested and sh- and stuff <laughs> so we've been fighting doing shows do writing articles trying to change the paradigm in this country change to to the trajectory to fix the country and yeah, we know how exhausting it is. But what do we do? It's to no avail now. What do we do to fix it? When it seems like, yeah, okay, you got it. You got it. The Republicans, they are not the party of life. And then it's like, oh, um, but get out and vote. Yes, we need to vote. Of course we do. We have to overcome the all of the dirty tricks of the Republican Party. But I'm only I'm saying as much as I appreciated um, Al Sharpton's take and getting that out there to put that out into the public to say, no, the Republicans aren't a, a party of life. They hate life. And here's the receipts. They they are against healthcare, they're against education, they're against the things that actually reduce the numbers of abortions. There's nothing, you can't deny it. See this? And then to add vote, but I mean, he could he could have, he should have said vote, you know, and uh, in spite of the, and the Republican dirty tricks and assaults on voting and 
or something. I don't know. It just seemed like, yeah, that's what the Republicans say, too. That's why they're destroying voting. They're taking care of the vote. And it'll get to the point where we will be motivated and we'll be mobilized and we will vote. We'll get out there and it'll be historic. It'll be record numbers and the Republicans will win, quote unquote, because they fixed it. They rigged it. That's what they're doing. Taking the, uh, the, the, the vote count away and putting it into the hands of partisan hacks is to ensure, like, for example, Georgia do- doesn't remain a blue state. The, the fact is, the American people are not a... Cons- it's not conservative, okay? The, uh, there is no center-right... Rep- I mean, there are center-right, of course. I'm ta- the country is not a center-right country. And we are a center, we're a dumb, dumb country. We're dumb as a box of screws and, and washers. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 something happened here. All right. Let me get back to the article then. Uh, here we go. This is Joe Manchin again. In 2017, my Republican friends used the privileged legislative procedure of budget reconciliation to rush through a partisan tax bill that added more than a trillion to the national debt and put investors ahead of workers. What a surprise. Then Democrats rightfully criticized this budgetary tactic. Well, thank you, Joe Manchin, for giving us some positive feedback. We did something right in your eyes. Well, thank you, my lord. What what do we do now, my lord? Tell us what to do. Well, now my Democratic friends want to use this same budgetary tactic to push through sweeping legislation to make Historic investments, quote-unquote. Respectfully, it was wrong when the Republicans did it, and now it's wrong, and it is wrong now. If we want to invest in America, a goal I support. I'm an American, after all, the greatest country on earth that ever, ever God ever created. Then let's take the time to get it right and determine what is necessary. Oh, fuck you. Determine what is absolutely necessary. It was very wrong, you see, when the Republicans did what they did and added two trillion to the deficit by putting, by giving the rich more money than they will ever, ever use in a zillion lifetimes. But you know what they can do with it? They can buy this goddamn government, buy politicians, corrupt government. So that's why it's okay. Eh. It's but two wrongs don't make a right. Haven't I been telling you that the conservatives are emotionally immature? Two wrongs don't make a right. That's the argument here. We can't have nice things. Two wrongs don't make a right. First of all, it's not a wrong. It's an actual thing. It's not a budgetary trick. It's a fucking thing. All right. It's done. That's what 
everybody, it's part of the government. You know, people do it. So for in Joe Manchin's eyes, the filibuster, that's wrong. No, no, filibuster's okay, but budget reconciliation is wrong. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't wasn't budget reconciliation put there to get around yet another Republican obstructionist tactic? If I'm not, if I'm or whatever, I gotta look that up. <sighs> God, that's right. Thomas Garrett on the chat. Lewis Powell says, own the courts and you win. Yep, this goes that goes to the Powell memo. If you guys, let's see, the Lewis Powell memo. I wonder if I can find just an outline. Well, here, from Greenpeace, they have an article. The Lewis Powell memo, a corporate blueprint to dominate democracy. We've been talking about the Lewis Powell memo for years, of course, and this was after Barry Goldwater's defeat. The conservatives licked their wounds and got together and said, hey, how are we going to destroy democracy? You see, because clearly the American people don't want what we're selling or trying to shove down their uh, their throats. So what do we do? Um, democracy is too much work. The people are too uppity. Now, remember, 1971, we were still living in the great prosperity. It did not come to an end until Reagan lowered the tax rate on the rich and started to dismantle all of the social, uh, all the um, stuff that helped the working class be be the uh, middle class. Now, as we know, the middle class is below 50% of the population for the first time since the first Gilded Age, but okay. So the American people, um, to to the Republicans, this is a terrible thing for them. So they don't want the American people. They don't want a working class that is uppity. But they, what makes them uppity? They are financially secure. They're not hanging by a thread. They're not working three uniquely American low-paying jobs with no health care, no benefits, no retirement security. All right, this is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. We're reading the Lewis Powell memo. Okay, so written in 1971 to the Chamber of Commerce, that disgusting fascist organization, the Lewis Powell memo was a blueprint for corporation uh, for corporate corporate dominance of American democracy. So, here it is, August 23rd, 1971, to Eugene. To Mr. Eugene B. Sidnor, Jr., Sidnor, Chairman, Education Committee of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, from Lewis F. Powell, Jr. Well, let's see. Let's read. We won't read the whole thing, but let's read some of it. I read the whole thing myself. I'm sure you have as well, but it's been a while. This memorandum is submitted at your request as a basis for the discussion on August 24th with Mr. Booth and others at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. The purpose is to identify the problem and suggest possible avenues of action for further consideration. No thoughtful person can question that the American economic system is under broad attack. 
This varies in scope, intensity, in the techniques employed, and the level of visibility. There always have been some who opposed the American system and preferred socialism or some form of statism, such as communism or fascism. Also, there have always been critics of the system whose criticism have been wholesome and constructive, so long as the objective was to improve rather than subvert or destroy. But now concerns us is quite new in but what now concerns us is quite new in the history of America. We are not dealing with sporadic or isolated attacks. Rather, the assault on the enterprise system is broadly based and consistently pursued. It is gaining momentum. The sources of the attack are varied and diffused. They include, not unexpectedly, the communists and new leftists and other revolutionaries who would destroy the entire system, both political and economic. The most disquieting voices joining the chorus of criticism come from per perfectly respectable elements of society from college campuses, the pulpit, the media, the intellectual and literary journals, the arts and sciences, and from politicians. In most of these groups... The movement against the system is participated in only by, guess what, minorities. <laughs> See? Yet, these often are the most articulate, even though they're minorities. Can you believe that shit? This is um, Lewis Powell's memo, and for writing this obviously racist and goddamn fascist and um, democracy-loathing memo, oh, bl bl blueprint, for the, the, the destruction of democracy, he was rewarded with a seat on the Supreme Court. But uh, I find this interesting, that um, in most of these groups, the movement against the system is participated in only by minorities, right? And then he qualifies, yet these, these minorities are often the most articulate. Can you believe that? That's so bizarre. What is the what? What's the message there? They're they're the most articulate, even though they're minorities. I mean, that is so bizarre. Moreover, much of the media, for varying motives and in varying degrees, either voluntarily accord unique publicity to these attackers, or at least allow them to exploit the media for their purposes. Oh no, no. America is not a racist country. What did Uncle Tim say? Let me be very clear. America in no way is a racist nation. Really? Really? One of the bewildering paradoxes of our time is the extent to which the enterprise system tolerates, if not participates, its own destruction. The campuses from which much of the criticism emanates are supported by tax funds generated largely from American business and contributions from capital funds controlled by American business. The board of trustees of our universities overwhelmingly are composed of men and women who are leaders in the system. Most of the media, including national TV systems, are owned and theoretically controlled by corporations. But still, 
We're under attack. This memorandum is not the place to document in detail the tone, character, intensity of the attack. The following quotations will suffice. For example, William Kunstler, warmly welcomed on campuses and listed in a recent student poll as an America, American lawyer, most admire, wrote, and incited audiences as follows. You must, his, this is William Kunstler, you must learn to fight in the streets, to revolt, to shoot guns. We will learn to do all of those things properly that owners fear. The new leftists who heed Kunstler's advice increasingly are beginning to act. I mean, I know nothing about that quote. It's completely out of context. Who the hell knows? And then he goes on with all these quotes saying how liberals are going to destroy America. I want to get to the... So he said, let's see, the campus, the assault on the enterprise system has gradually evolved over the past two decades, barely perceptible in its origins, blah, 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 though, whatever. I wanted to, I wish there was just the bullet points. Let's see. Where's the remedy? Oh, here's where he goes. Here's, we'll go through these a little bit. Okay, equal time. The chamber should insist upon equal time on colleges speaking circuits. The FBI publishes each year a list of speeches made on college campuses by avowed communists. The number in 1970 exceeds 100. There were, of course, many hundreds of appearances by leftists and ultra-liberals who urge the types of viewpoints indicated. In early earlier in this memorandum, there was no corresponding representation by American businesses. Oh, well, that's been remedied, of course. And so they that's one of his suggestions, perhaps. And then another one is the chamber should enjoy a particular rapport with the increasingly influ influential graduate schools of business. Should not the chamber also request specific courses in such schools dealing with the entire scope of the problem addressed in this memorandum? Well, this is what happened in universities. The Koch brothers would give money to these universities and um, require them to teach business courses that were uh, approved by, by them and the Federalist society they, i mean this has been going on this attack and destruction of democracy has been going on forever it's like the well since the country was founded of course the republican the conservatives excuse me they weren't republic conservatives by any name suck but you know they've been at, um, at democracy since the inception and here it is now we're reaping because I think we're we were in denial for some reason. And I guess, I don't know, it's hard to what can you do if somebody like the Republicans are proclaiming to be pro-democracy? What are you going to do? But know them by their fruits. Look at their actions. When Mitch McConnell blocked Barack Obama and by extension the American people the majority who sent Barack Obama to the White House for two in two landslide elections if Mitch McConnell 
pulled those dirty tricks. The, um, th- that should have been the end of Mitch McConnell, not the end of the American experiment. And I mean the legal and peaceful end of Mitch McConnell. He should have been drummed out of the goddamn Senate. How do you... Well, you well. I was going to ask a question. How do you do get get away with all these dirty tricks? Well, they get away with it because we allow them to get away with it. When they come up with clever uh, legal speak to to work their way around the Constitution, I mean, enough is enough. When Mitch McConnell blocked barack obama and by extension us the american people who sent him to be the president and fulfill those constitutionally proscribed duties such as as uh, nominating a supreme court justice and mitch mcconnell stopped that it should have been the entire media uh, corporate media all the mouthpieces should have been going off on on that not uh, not kind of what they did and what they continue to do is normalize it they say he um violated a norm or it's not a no it's not violating a norm you're putting the knife in the back of democracy that's what you're doing because it's a it takes an agreement a democracy like any like laws in in itself is an agreement that we that we choose to follow or not i mean hello my name is tara devlin (laughs) how's everybody doing what do you mean you hate chatting on the phone jim i know i'm just looking at the chat and tara jr jr All right. Yes. Yes, you're a good boy. Where the heck is it? Well, it's... What was that? I was reading the PAL memo. I lost it. God damn it. There's so many windows open. I lose it. All right, television. Then he writes, the National Television Network should be monitored in the same way that textbooks should be kept under constant surveillance. This applies not merely to so-called educational programs, such as selling of the Pentagon, but to the daily, quote-unquote, news analysis, which so often includes the most insidious type of criticism of the enterprise system. Whether this criticism results from hostility or economic ignorance The result is the gradual erosion of confidence in business and free enterprise, you know, because capitalism is the best and it constantly needs to be propped up and filleted and also have its ego stroked. Oh, capitalism, you're the best. It's sort of like America in that way. Capitalism, America, you're the greatest ever. That ever, how, how, how ridiculous is that? and babyish this whole america is the greatest well i'll 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 have to say the promises of america are pretty damn good if we ever actually function that way right wouldn't it be nice 
but my vision of the United States and what what the, uh, so many people fought, bled, and died for is a little bit different from uh, that of Amy Coney Barrett, I could imagine. I actually believe in democracy. See, I don't give a shit if Amy Coney Barrett wants to call herself a handmaid. I don't care. Leave that shit at home, bitch. Don't bring it to my constitution and use it to wipe your ass with. And that's, I mean, you, we're not going it. Liberals aren't going to Amy Coney Barrett's handmaid's uh, cult to tell her not to be a handmaid. No, no, Amy, you don't have to call up a man and um, run all of your daily life problems and all you and report to them and oh, where where you your whereabouts and this is what Amy Coney Barrett did. She's yeah. Well, let me see, Amy Coney Barrett. Amy, I hate her. Oh, God. I hate them all. Wouldn't it be nice when we finally do split up? Just never to have to share the same country with these freaks ever again. Um, handmade. Amy Coney Barrett. Served as a handmaid in a Christian group called People of Praise. See, that's fine, Amy. You could you could be a people of praised. <laughs> you could be a people, a praise of a people. I don't give a shit. You can call yourself goddamn Aunt Lydia. I don't care. But when you pretend to be a Supreme Court justice and then use your position to destroy the Constitution that you took an oath to defend and hold up, then you're, I mean, you're a traitor. You're a goddamn traitor. And, but that's what they are. They, that's what religious fanaticism will do. They believe that it doesn't, the means justifies the ends. That their giant sky spook does not like democracy and all that matters is destroying it. Because when, when they get to heaven, they want a mansion. They want a nice mansion. And not Joe Mansion. They want a mansion next to, I don't know, their favorite celebrities from throughout time. They want Rudolph Valentino, Hitler. They want to live on that block. Amy Coney Barrett, that's what she was. They don't. They don't care. It's not about the Constitution. It's so clear. It's not about the people. They hate the people. They want the people to do what they want them to do, regardless of what the people want. You know, freedom and all that. That's freedom to Republicans. Slavery is freedom. You don't know what's good for you. They do. And what's good for you is. Taking, uh, having a, taking your pregnancy to term, no matter what, no matter what the the actual particulars of your life are, and the Republicans will not 
because they hate life. Well, well, they don't want, see, they, that's how much they hate life. You get it? They want you to die in back alleys. They want the American people to die, to needlessly die without health care, without adequate health care, without any, any so, social safety. That's why they laugh. You know, when you have a problem, and that's what the, they think is funny. Un- unless you're, you're talking about them. Then they cry and whine and say, I thought you were so tolerant. You were liberal. You're supposed There goes that liberal tolerance again. And I always have to educate them that it is the duty of every single normal person slash liberal patriot not 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 republican you know it is our duty to uh, not tolerate fascism or i mean that's the duty of uh, every patriot so yeah but uh, all the time if i had a dollar if i had a patron let's say for every time a republican contacted me or wrote you're so tolerant. There's that tolerance. Oh, besides calling me a bitch and a c-word and a and a, a dyke and a, what else? A junkie. I what else? Um, hmm. It's been a lot. Oh well. So they they generally have the same insult. You're a comedian, right? They they do that. They put scare quotes. Comedian, I see, right? Uh, so funny. <laughs> Shut up. What What's funny is that they take the time out of their lives to do that, but that's all they do. They're not out there d- making the world safe for democracy. They're not adding anything decent to civilization. So it gives them a lot of time to go online and act the Twitter troll that they are. That's all they are. It's an entire party of trolls. The trolls got to have a party too, right? But who said it had to be the one of the two major political parties in the United States? If this were a parliamentary system, we sure they can have their troll party. It would be like a small percent, but no, they had to take over the whole party, and the Republicans just went and went along for with the for the ride because they're not they're not, they're cowards. They're not patriots. And they're self-serving cowards. That's another thing, you know, that points to, that proves what I'm saying is correct, that the Republicans hate democracy. It's just, they, it's too much, um, they, they can't stand up for democracy because that's, that takes work. That takes courage. They don't have it. They would rather, they just want to get what's there. They want to be able to, feel like a big man smoking a cigar on a golf course with a bunch of um, donors, right? A bunch of people who own their asses. That's what they do. They are very sick and they don't like democracy. So they're they're a problem. This is a problem. And um, I'm just looking at the time because I know the Progressive Voices show is coming to an end. But let me see. 
shortly. So there's really no time to get into, to start another story until uh, we say goodbye to our Progressive Voices listeners. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Guys, if you're on Progressive Voices, listen to the rest of the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, FYI Nation, Verdant Square Radio, YouTube, Facebook, the Tara Buster Facebook page, or you can go to tarabuster.com get the latest and greatest so uh yeah we will win if joe manchin gets out of the way we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy we stick together we win my name is tara devlin become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin and i'll see you soon All right, we're back. Now we can talk freely. Finally. Got rid of those dead weight of... No, I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding. That's a stupid joke. (sighs) One other... It all sucks. I know it was kind of all over the place. Not really. I mean, we're talking about the Supreme Court. We're talking about Joe Manchin. It's all connected. And... Um, I just wanted to point out about the Supreme Court that their entire the entire episode of um, them effectively uh, overturning Roe v. Wade in Texas and unleashing bounty hunters on women trying to exercise their constitutional rights that are being whittled away by Republican dirty tricks. The wait a minute. Uh, I'm sorry. My fucking computer just fucked. I really, really am sorry. (sighs) Okay. Hold on a second. Something's going on. Just getting, pro- I'm having problems with these apps. They're like beach balling all over the place. <clears throat> well, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, let, let me get to this last thing now that I'm. I lost half the audience just now. Um, I just wanted to read this one thing. Madison Cawthon, you know he's a real piece of work. This is an article from from The Guardian by David Daly. He writes, Madison Cawthon, behold the rotten fruit of extreme Republican gerrymandering. I mean, that's why it's all connected, because they're all... It's all... They're all symptoms of the sickness. Madison Carther, the fact that we have an Amy Coney Barrett or Kavanaugh or Gorsuch, all of this, these are symptoms. In a functioning society or or democratic republic, there would be no representative Madison Carthorn. You understand? Because he's unfit. Unfit. 
Okay. Here's what David Daly writes. The congressman from North Carolina brandished a gun as he addressed a Macon County Republican event last weekend. We all need to be storing up some ammunition, Madison Cawthorn warned the crowd. He embraced the big lie about the 2020 presidential race and insisted that we all know this, is a, this was a stolen election. Then, chillingly, Cawthorn conjured a second civil war being fought over his fraudulent claims. If our election system continues to be rigged, and continue to be stolen, then it's going to lead to one place, and that's bloodshed. As much as I'm willing to defend our liberty at all costs, you know, because I'm a real man, there's nothing I would dread doing more than having to pick up arms against my fellow Americans. And you you guys, um, Joe Manchin, Joe Biden, some Democrats think that they could work with this this dead death death cult this greed centered death cult of freaks it's 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 worse it's not even that they are a greed centered death cult that's not even the worst part it's all of it they are infested with freaks it's an on, it's a not, it's a goddamn freak show and they're in charge I don't care if they're in the minority. They're getting away with a lot of... Um, <laughs> they're getting away with it, with their destruction. I, I think it's like they've been doing this all along. I've been saying, and others, not just me, Mike Malloy, Robin Kincaid, for years been saying, enough. Republicans are destroying democracy. Can here, here we go. Here's another Exhibit A. Here's Exhibit Z. I've been saying it, but, and now here we are. It's like, oh shit, they really are destroying democracy. What are we going to do now? Is it too late? I don't know. It might be because, I mean, it wouldn't be too late if we had, uh, if we had people like us trying to fight in the halls of, of, of power, right? The, the, we, and also that's why what we're doing here is so important to push. I don't know, but will it be enough in a time? I just don't know. <sighs> we awaken every day to pillars of liberal democracy torn down, wrecked norms and ruined institutions, fresh assaults on foundational freedoms from state legislatures to runaway courts, political leaders bathed in the hateful stew of right-wing media and racing to bend a knee before an authoritarian leader who himself bowed before dictators and cared so little for his voters that he offered them bleach during a pandemic. That's what I'm saying. That's how much they hate the American people. Because if you love something, right, do you say, don't worry about that pandemic that's killing people that I know is deadly and in fact told Bob Woodward that if you get it, you don't stand a chance that this is the real deal. Yeah. While telling people, eh, it's like a flu. If you really love somebody, is that how you treat them? You put them in danger of getting a deadly disease? 
That I mean, I don't see how that is even in the same po- realm of possibilities. How anybody could actually think that the Republicans, and especially Trump, give a shit about them. Really. And cared so little for his voters that he offered them bleach. Like, if I... if. If something was affecting cats, would I be like, eh, take it, don't take or whatever. You know what I mean? No, you wouldn't because you love your, you love your animals. You want them to survive. So if you are a Republican, what are you doing? You love the greatest people ever, the American people. Get the fuck out of here. The roots of this fearful moment run deep. A constitutional system unprepared for a political party willing to play constitutional hardball. That's how he puts it. That's in the article. I don't think it's constitutional hardball. It is constitutional destruction. A Democratic Party that neglected local elections while Republicans invested in a decades-long effort to capture state legislatures and the courts. Exactly. And that's what we were saying for years, too. Mike Malloy, Robin Kincaid, and me later when I had a show, that they're packing the courts, and this is a Nazi tactic. It's part of what the, what Nazis do to destroy, or not necessarily, or authoritarians. To destroy democracy, they pa- you pack the courts. I mean, all what democracies or what system of government can you remember that in recent history or even in throughout history has been overthrown by being by an invasion? Right? Was was Turkey? Was their authoritarian leader overthrown? Uh, did he storm in like uh, Caesar crossing the Rubicon and take over? Did what about Putin? Did he have to march in with an army to destroy the uh, any semblance of representative government in Russia? No, it all comes from the inside, Erdogan. I mean, uh, think of all of the of the authoritarians. Well, uh, now I'm thinking of who did that. Well, it was uh, Mussolini was successful in that, right? He stormed. Uh, that's partly why Hitler launched the beer hall putsch in homage to to Mussolini, who at the time he admired, because. Hitler was a pissant little thug, and Mussolini had already taken over and created a fascist Italy. And But the point is, it's very rare for a government to be overthrown from without. Right? So that's what we're witnessing here. We're witnessing what went on in Turkey. It's happening here yes and it can happen here it is happening here (sighs) right am i wrong i wish i was wrong but it's because it does suck to be right because who wants who wants to live like this really 
we want to have a nice, we just want to have a nice little decent life. That's it. Share this blip of time. Enjoy our, our time. Our finite, that's the finite resource that we have here. Time. That's all. We want to enjoy it. We don't want to have to fight fascism every turn. We don't want to have to fight for our rights that we have already fought for. I'm so... I, when you th th think about the Supreme Court overturning, effectively overturning Roe v. Wade with this um, inability or unwillingness to, to put the kibosh on this clearly unconstitutional piece of bullshit that the Republicans shoved down our throats. So think about, you know, the fact that the, the Republicans do not, I mean, it's just that they don't give a shit whether the American people want what they are, what they're pushing on us. And that's exactly what the message they sent out when they did not sign that piece of paper that said, whatever, we're not, we're not taking this case. I mean, it's just so disgusting in so many levels also in the absolute disrespect that they don't even feel the need to justify themselves because why would they does do the um do the eagles have to justify themselves to the crows that's how they think about it just shut up go to work drive your uber do your DoorDash. Do your Instacart every day, work, work, work on your, don't, hey, days off, fuck that. You're driven, right? You're American. So just shut the F up and they'll, they'll keep the, they'll do the business of governing. They know what's right for you. And when you uh, come around, just come around and accept, accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, yeah, because that's very dem democratic, right? It's a democratic way of thinking. And uh, you'll be happy too. Oh, forget it. Don't worry about it. We, we will have a, a utopia once everyone accepts Amy Coney Barrett's uh, version of Jesus and does whatever just Judge uh, Drunk Boy, Frat Boy Kavanaugh once it's unbelievable they found god you should too handmade maybe you should be called a handmaid right amy oh and here's and and the lies too that's the other thing with the republicans this is why they know they have to run their dirty tricks because people don't want what they're selling they lie about their true agenda. I think the likelihood of Roe v. Wade being overturned is very minimal. Um, I, I don't see that happening. This is not a referendum on Roe v. Wade. I do not believe that Brett Kavanaugh will overturn uh, presidents Roe are overturned. v. Wade. I would never presume how Judge Amy Coney Barrett would rule on the Supreme Court. 
of the United States. The point is that the president also is opposed to Roe v. Wade. That's on the ballot as well. You don't know it's begun. on the ballot. I, Why is it on the ballot? Because, because Why is you it on the ballot? It's not on the ballot. You, you don't know. the lies? They lie like breathing. Why is it on the ballot? What do you mean? You don't know that. Because they know that nobody fucking wants what they're, se- what they're pushing. They're not even selling it. They're just shoving it. Her view on Roe v. Wade. Oh, really? And I love the defensiveness of Twitler. You don't know that. Yeah, you don't know what she, what she believes. How dare you question or even posit that my judges will overturn your constitutional right to privacy. When, the, well, here's Twitler himself. If that would happen, because I am pro-life and I will be appointing pro-life judges, I would think that that will go back to the individual states. But I'm asking you specifically, would you if like to... If they overturned it, it'll go back to the states. But what I'm asking you, sir, is do you want to see the court... Over- Unless the Republicans figure out some kind of way to get step in and screw with states' rights, which they do, as you know, whenever it doesn't go their way. I mean, they're such complete, utter hypocrites. You just said you want to see the court protect the Second Amendment. Do you want to see the court overturn Roe v. Well, if we put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be, that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life. Oh, oh, you mean when you put pro-life, quote-unquote, meaning pro-birth slash death, so-called justices on the Supreme Court, it will happen automatically. Oh, right. But then there he is expressing outrage. I think the likelihood of Roe v. Wait, where is it? In the ballot. Because, because Why is you it on the ballot? It's not on the ballot. You Just don't know her me. view on Roe v. If that would happen, because I am pro-life and I will be appointing pro-life judges, I would think that that will go back to the individual states. But I'm asking you specifically, would you if like to... If they overturned it, it'll go back to the states. But what I'm asking you, sir, is do you want to see the court overturn? You just said you want to see the court protect the Second Amendment. Do you want to see the court overturn Roe Well, if we put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be... Ha- that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life justices on the court. I will say this, it will go back to the states, and the states will then make a determination. Well, guess what, bitch? The states already made the, the determination. And for the past 50 years, the settled law, the precedent that other courts, generations of courts all over the country have reconfirmed and reaffirmed the right to privacy. And that's what Roe v. Wade was, that you have a right to privacy. And that's why, I mean, we've discussed this before, and Mike Malloy talks about it all the time, that the, and the, to my eternal frustration, the Democrats are horrible at messaging, which... That's why I wish they would listen to this show, because we would give them uh, give them the the talking points. The fact is, you know, um, that's why the American people don't 
automatically when they hear the Republican Party is pro-life, that they don't automatically um, start laughing. You know, they don't say it with a sense of irony, which is what we're going to do. We will push this um, this this framing because it is actual. It's factual. So that's why, you know, we do the show. Hopefully we get the word out to the point where the American people, when they hear the Republicans are pro-life, they just, you know, they just laugh. (laughs) That's it. Pro-life? Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. So... And then, and they lie about it. That's why I, can, I say all the time, we will win. We're on the right side of history and decency, dignity, democracy. Right, coming right from their mouths, they know that they are horrible. You see what I'm saying? Because they are, the fact that they have to lie, they know it, it, it is, a, it's proof that they know that they are horrible. And, that they're not on the right side of history or decency or dignity or democracy. And I guess in their minds, they think because their giant sky spook is um, telling them or what to do, supposedly, even though we know it's all bullshit. But I guess they think that it's justified. But that's not America. You could go, uh, if you don't like a constitutionally limited democratic republic, get the fuck out. You can go to um, go to Somalia, go to Pakistan, go to goddamn, go to Afghanistan. Go, go. You can have your religious country. Go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, it's Muslim. That's why. They don't, they, they want their the theocracy to be more Jesus-y. Well, I'm very sorry that you don't have a theocracy. I'm not, but I don't give a shit. If you want one, go make one somewhere. This thing is a constitutionally limited democratic republic. That's too much work. If that's too much work, get the fuck out. Go. Uh, there are places... I don't know. Maybe we can have this discussion. What part of the of somewhere can we put these pricks? <laughs> Where do they want to go? Maybe they could go to go to South Dakota. You could all fit in South Dakota. There's only like a million people in South Dakota. Bring all the rest of the Trumpanzees there. I don't know. Do it. Then you can have your theocracy, your intergenerational aristocracy. You can have no health care. You can have Jesus as your health care. You can have no days off. You could do, you know, I mean, you can have that dreamland, that conservative dreamland. And you can make it all about Jesus, just a little bit cheesier than Jesus-ier. Then, um... Pakistan, I guess. But that's it, really. Shit. Almost, what's going on? I almost quit the show by accident. 
Could you imagine? I almost hit quit. <laughs> and just quit the show. Just be like, bye. Maybe that'll happen one day. I'll just be like, bye. I'll say, please become a patron. I'll just, just let, be like the last drop in the bucket. And then the bucket will tip over and I'll just leave. Be like, all right, bye. See, look, bye. <laughs> no, I'm back. Where is this? Madison Cawthon. The roots of this fearful moment run deep. A constitutional system unprepared for a political party willing to pay con play constitutional hardball. A democratic party that's neglected local elections. While Republicans invested in a decades-long effort to capture state legislatures and the courts, winner takes all, takes all districts that break towards extremes under severe polarization, a nation that has never been willing to embrace multiracial democracy. And that's what it's all about. But there's a simpler reason that Cawthon can spew such an abhorrent incitement of violence his extremism was created intentionally by aggressive partisan gerrymandering. Cawthorn and many of the, uh, of the other demagogues and conspiracy theorists who have hijacked the Republican Party owe their seats to non-competitive districts that Republicans drew themselves a decade ago. Without gerrymandering, Cawthorn would just be another loudmouth Twitter troll pumped full of Newsmax nuttiness. With it, He's issuing a call to arms as a prominent member of an elite Washington club of 435. The road to political power for Cawthorn, who has been accused of, of multiple instances of inappropriate sexual behavior and even lying about the car wreck that left him paralyzed because it wasn't a heroic story, so they had to make shit up. They had to say that his friend left him to die when it was when that was complete and utter bullshit you see that's who they are they're liars they are inadequate they realize they're inadequate so they have to pump themselves up even when it comes to a story about getting themselves paralyzed come on he claimed his friend left him to die in a fiery tomb that's his words and um he's it's it's complete bullshit in fact the friend, when they found the friend and interviewed, he said, what are you talking about? I pulled his fucking carcass from the crash. So he wouldn't even be here if not for the friend who he's now disparaging. Doesn't this sound so familiar? This is what they do. I, I, for a second, maybe somebody in the chat can remember. There was another right winger that made something up like that. That sounds very familiar made up a tale that their friend, like something that made them look, well, whatever, who cares? The friend Bradley Letford told the newspaper in his first public comments that he had pulled Cawthorn from the wreckage. It hurt very badly that he would say something as false as that. Ledford told the paper, a newspaper, I don't know, it doesn't say, that that is not at all what happened, he said. I pulled him out of the car the second that I was able to get out of the car myself. 
That was just one element of a story rich with lies. Cawthorn claimed he was declared dead after the wreck. Oh, isn't that a more compelling story? He wasn't. The police report noted that he was incapacitated. Cawthorn said he was preparing before the crash to start studies at the U.S. Naval Academy, a boast that he eventually turned into a campaign ad, but the news outlet AVL, a watchdog, AVL watchdog, reported in August that Cawthorn had been rejected by the U.S. Naval Academy before the crash. And Cawthorn, now 25, exploited his tale of the crash um, which happened at age 18 for his successful 2020 House campaign, and so making him the youngest House representative. He has become one of the most vocal peddlers of the claim that the presidential election was fraudulently stolen from the filthy, disgusting, orange piece of wasted human DNA. Yet, in a stunning confession last month, he admitted he has no actual evidence of election fraud. I think, he write, he says... I would say the election was not fraudulent, he said to CNN. As for Cawthorn's version of the car crash, that statement he made was false. So this is who he is. He's obviously a coward. And like all Republicans are, he gets in front of his his audience and he starts telling a tale about I was going to the Naval Academy a week later and I got into a fiery tomb wreck car wreck where my f- so-called friend I thought it was my friend left me to die in this fiery tomb and the cops came I was pronounced dead at the scene I'm surprised he didn't make up a tale of seeing Jesus why not at that point just tell him I I met Jesus. Jesus told me that um, that Trump is the best, that he wants Trump to be president, and he wants to, he wants to put an end to this pesky democracy once and for all. He doesn't want to have to do it. He don't. Jesus does not want to have to take up arms against his fellow Americans, and we know that Jesus is American, right? And he visited America. He he did. I saw that somewhere. There was some movie. <sighs> and BuzzFeed News also talked to it more than, guess what, three dozen people who described allegations of sexual misconduct when Cawthorn was at Patrick Henry College. Four women told BuzzFeed that Cawthorn was aggressive, misogynistic, and predatory. Cawthorn called them derogatory names in public, asked inappropriate questions about their sex lives, kissed and touched them without their consent. What the? This is who they are. You see how unfit they are? Many of his aggressive encounters occurred during what Cawthorn liked to call fun drives in his car. Cawthorn did not immediately respond for comment, blah, blah, blah. Cawthorn's communication director said, I have never, was said, said that Cawthorn said, I have never done anything sexually inappropriate in my life. He sounds like Matt Gates, right? That's who they are. They were all fucked up, ladies and gentlemen. 
They're all effed up. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. And thank you, Robin M., for your super chat. Robin M. says, high five, girlfriend. High five. Right back at you. And Richard W. says, another great show, Tara. Thank you, Richard. I don't know what I would do without you. Really? Uh-oh. Just before the show was going to end, did you hear that? Bing! Donald Trump just released a telegram. It's sort of like a a poopy. It's like when, you know, uh-oh. Janie has a poopy in his diaper. Sort of like, bing! Donald Trump just pooped. Let's see. Oh, he he tweeted. Not tw- it's not a tweet. It's Telegram. To tw- oh, he's very proud that the 2024 National Republican primary poll has Trump number one. They want Trump. They still want him. Jesus Christ. And this is what he said about. Well, this was at six o'clock. Who are all the people coming into our country? In addition to the southern border, millions of unvetted people pouring in. We now have tens of thousands of totally unvetted Afghans who many say are not the ones that should have come. Many say. Many. I heard something. I don't know. It's many. It's Some say. How many terrorists are among them? You see, this is another example of how much Republicans hate America. Donald Trump and his filthy, disgusting Republican Party, they want you to be afraid, not to uh, to be the greatest country. A bunch of cowards. Oh, totally unvetted bullshit. But they want you to be cowering and fearful and begging big dad big orange daddy to save you from the scary complex world of others who don't know their place and also save you from yourself obviously since they don't seem to give a shit what you want for your life or they do, they want what they want for your life and that is, they want you nice and desperate and uh, with the boot on your neck. Because they're not going to give you any, um, any help. There won't be any, anything, uh, any taxpayer money going to fund a decent middle-class life for the American people. That's just too much. Hold on. Step back. Slow down, Jack. The United States is the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap. We've come this far. So why destroy? I mean, we're this close to destroying democracy. There's no way we're going to uh, that conservatives are going to um, all of the sudden work to maintain it. But, oh, my God. Do you understand how much I know you do we're in trouble so thank you guys for everything for your support I hope you I don't know believe what I believe that the liberal media this is the liberal media you're looking at it we have to get this message out there it is that vital this is how we're gonna win 
but otherwise we're done. Just like the, the dumbasses get their information, get their misinformation from right, very well-funded right-wing propaganda outlets who ha- now have them all twisted and thinking that s- someone stole their vote. And now they're tw- this, this orange scum is twisting them thinking, I'm afraid. God help us. Thank you all for hanging out. We will win. You know it. They know it. That's why they're liars. But we have a lot of work to do. Oh, boy. I want to thank everybody for your support. Thank you for your super chats. Thank you for your patronage. Support the show at patreon.com slash taradevlin. Like Colin K, tonight's sponsor. And thank you all. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. My name is Tara Devlin. All right. Guys, guys, guys. I can't believe it. It goes by so fast. Once again, thank you for your super chat, JD and Jim and Robin M and Richard W., and let's uh, let's get together as soon as possible. Remember, on September fifteenth, we'll this that's a that's a Wednesday. We will have the great Tom Hartman on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Talking about healthcare, my one of one of my uh, passions in a way, because well, that's one of the things I believe that. With everything, okay? We discussed how we fixed the country, the other show, but we'll discuss it again, other shows, I'm sure. But, you know, money in politics is the root of all evil. We understand that. But the other thing that, as far as universal health care and um, universal higher education, it has to belong to everyone. So it, it these are patriotic... Um, initiatives and i look forward to talking to tom hartman about it really because that's how we have to have to frame it it's not just nice and good it is a patriotic imperative that we leave no one behind that's why it's partly why we're so divided universal health care is and will be a um it's will be the basically the American people saying, yes, we're in this together. And it's another way of healing some of the divisions, leaving no one behind. And that's how it has to be framed, leaving no one behind. E pluribus unum, pledge your lives, fortune, and sacred honor to each other. That includes, obviously, it would definitely include health care. Because... Yeah, it, it it's going to happen. It will happen. Well, maybe. I, when I said that, I thought to myself, it will only happen if democracy prevails, of course. Oh, brother. Remember how um, during the Obamacare debacle when the freaks would go f- flip out at the town halls, how they were like, oh, if this happens, we're going to be... It's it's like uh, we're gonna be uh, slaves 
This is what the Nazis did. Remember how wrong they were. This is what the Nazis did. They um, gave people health care when the Germans had universal health care in like the 18, the late 1800s. Okay. So, oh, brother. All right. Anyway. All right, guys, guys, guys. I got to go. I got to go get the show ready for Progressive Voices. And I don't know. Think about other things. Let's let's uh, get together soon. And that's all I got to say. Remember, we will win. We're on the right side of history. Yes, Eve on the chat says, I'm a so depressed. Me too. It's very depressing. <sighs> God. I know, honey. I know. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you very soon. Stay safe.